Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast. We're developing a long-lasting, happy relationship as the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe, click the five stars, and leave a review. The more positive reviews I receive, the higher the podcast will appear in search results so others can find it and receive tools for their marriage. Also, please call me at 303-596-6836 and leave a message with what topics you would like me to cover in the podcast. Today I'm focusing on eight risk factors for affairs. Research shows roughly 50% of marriages experience infidelity at some point. And most people never see it coming. I can't tell you how many couples I've worked with where there's been infidelity and the person who's had the affair didn't see it coming. And they'll say words and phrases like, I never thought I was capable. And I never expected this to turn into something more. And it wasn't my goal to develop an affair. It's very rare for it to be the goal. Normally, it starts innocent. And it's not intentional. And then before long, the person is in way over their head. And other people think it could never happen to them. And they'll say, I never thought I was the kind of person that would have an affair. Or it never entered my mind that that's something I would do. The more you think you will not develop in an affair, the higher risk you are for developing an affair. Because when we think we're invincible, we let our guard down. We take risks. We put ourselves in vulnerable positions to develop affairs. In contrast, the more that you acknowledge that you are capable of an affair, the more boundaries you're going to erect in your life because you know you're susceptible. And that's the truth. The truth is that all of us are susceptible to affairs. All of us have the potential of committing an affair. All of us can fall into temptation and have an affair. All of us can. Because we're human and we're, we're, if you put us in the right situation, in the right circumstance, we all have that susceptibility. Therefore, if you can acknowledge that and own that, you're going to be much more careful about your choices so that you don't put yourself in risky situations because you acknowledge and recognize you could fall in that direction if you're not careful. That's a healthy attitude to have. So to go through the eight risk factors for affairs, the first risk factor is going through a traumatic event. If you go through a traumatic event, such as loss of a parent or loss of a child or loss of a sibling, or the traumatic event can be loss of a career, loss of your job, or loss of your home, something traumatic. When people go through traumatic events, their whole world gets disoriented. Their value system can get turned upside down. Their hope in what life was supposed to be can get crushed. And they can go through a period where nothing matters. And they just don't feel like they care. Or the distress is so severe, they start looking for an escape. And I've known couples like this through the years where they're going through a traumatic event. And lo and behold, in the wake of that traumatic event, 
they fall into an affair. And when they're asked why, usually the reason is I was looking for escape or I was just looking for something different or I just needed to change my life. So traumatic events, because they're so traumatic and they change our life so much, they can put us at higher risk for making poor choices, such as an affair. A second risk factor for developing an affair is people who tend to be more introverted and people who don't share all of what they're thinking and feeling. Now, this does not mean that introverts have affairs more often. However, if you have a tendency to not share all that you're thinking and feeling with your partner, when something crooked starts going on in your life, such as an affair or attraction to someone else, you're more likely not to share that also, and vice versa. Someone who's used to self-disclosing and being open and honest with all things in their marriage, that person is less likely to have an affair because when something tempting starts entering into their life, they're much quicker to talk to their partner about it and squash it. But if you are the kind of person that tends to not share everything with your partner, and you keep little pockets in your life secret, and you don't share, and you're not forthcoming, you're not open, you're at higher risk for an affair because when something starts tempting you or coming into your life that's inappropriate, you're more likely to not share it, which means it's more likely to grow and take root. A third risk factor is someone who needs adoration. This is the person that wants to feel like they're special, they're in the spotlight, that they are loved, that they're cherished, that they're that you know they're the the apple of someone's eye. When someone has this need for adoration, it puts them at higher risk for an affair because an affair is the ultimate thing that can make you feel amazing and can make you feel like you're the hot shot or can make you feel like you mean everything to somebody because you're wanted. And so if you have this need for adoration, some people have that, some people don't. But what I've found in my clinical experience is that those who have a need for adoration are at higher risk for an affair because an affair is the ultimate way to feel adored. Number four, a fourth risk factor for developing an affair is stress. The more stressed you are and you're burned out in life and and just life is heavy and you're under this burden, that is stress. And when we get under too much stress for too long of a time, we start getting fatigued. Chronic fatigue syndrome can set in. And we all have a certain amount of self-control units. Every day when you wake up, every week when you start your week, we have a certain amount of self-control units. And every time you do something you don't really wanna do, but you have to because it's part of life, it takes some of your self-control units. So as you deplete all of those self-control units, pretty soon you don't have any left. And so then when you're faced with temptation or wanting to move forward in a relationship that you know you shouldn't, if your self-control units are depleted because you're already so stressed in life, it's more likely you're going to act out. And some people act out through substances. Other people act out through gambling. Other people act out through spending. Others act out through leaving and traveling extensively, but others, a lot of others, act out through affairs. So if you're under chronic stress, you're going to zap all of your self-control units, which puts you at a higher risk for acting out with an affair. 
Number five, the fifth risk factor, is if you have unmet needs in your marriage. And these usually fall in two categories. The one category of unmet needs is usually for a lower libido partner. Usually they have a a desire for emotional connection. And they need that emotional nurturing and that emotional closeness. And they want to share their heart and hear your heart and turn towards each other. They desire that like air. And if they're not getting that in their marriage, they're at higher risk for turning elsewhere to get that met. So maybe they meet someone at work who's a great conversationalist or someone in their cul-de-sac or someone at school, another parent. And before long, they find themselves talking with this person because it's so fulfilling and they start sharing their heart with this person and they start feeling connected and emotionally close and that's the pathway to an affair. The other category of unmet needs is the sexual arena. So this is for high libido partners, and if they feel like their sexual needs aren't being met in marriage, and it's very rare that they have sex, it's few and far between, or the type of sex that they do have with their partner isn't very satisfying for a variety of factors, they don't feel sexually satisfied in their marriage, and they've brought it up multiple times, and it feels like it's falling on deaf ears with their partner, now they're at high risk for acting out sexually with someone else, and they start meeting someone locally at the store or locally at school or at the rec center or who knows where and they're attracted to this person and they're highly sexually drawn to this person and one thing leads to another and they they touch hands or now, now they're having coffee together and before long they're having sex together that's how it goes on the sexual side so unmet needs in marriage can put people at higher risk for desiring affairs Number six is travel. The more likely you travel, the more likely you're at risk for having an affair. Because think about what happens when you travel. You're anonymous. You're in a foreign city or a foreign country. No one knows what you're going to do. The more anonymous we feel, the more likely we're going to act out. And so the more you travel, the more you're at risk for an affair. And the majority of couples I work with who've had affairs It's occurred when one of them has been traveling. Usually it's with a colleague or it's someone they met. I met with, I worked with a couple one time and it was a one night stand with someone, uh, a woman that this person met at a bar. So travel increases risk. And so you want to consider that for yourself with your marriage. How much are you traveling? Another risk factor, number seven, is alcohol. So when we drink, we're more likely to act out in all sorts of ways, whether that's through aggression or sexual acting out. But we tend to do and say things, most of us, if we've had too much alcohol that we would never dream of doing if we hadn't consumed so much alcohol. It lowers our inhibitions. And so obviously, if you are lowering your inhibitions and you're out and about and in a setting with other people, you're more likely to act out or move forward and do something inappropriate that could lend itself to an affair. So alcohol can be a risk factor. The eighth risk factor to consider is sharing your emotional distress with another person. So when you are going through rough times and you're going through stressful times or you're going through hardships, whatever it is, and you start sharing that with someone else beyond your friends, you start sharing that with someone else of the opposite gender, if you're heterosexual, you start sharing that with someone else, you're going to create 
an emotional tie with that person. You're going to create a soul tie. And that connection right there can lead to an affair. And that is a common story where both people start talking about their stress. They have something in common. They're both struggling in their marriage or they're both struggling in their work or they're both struggling with their kids. And it just starts very innocent. And they just start talking and they're sharing their common stress. But by sharing that, they're creating a connection. They feel like they understand each other. They feel like they have something that they can relate with one another. And before long, they start falling in love with each other. So that's another issue that can raise your risk factor of developing an affair. Now, obviously, and I've said this before, it's always your choice if you cross the line and have an affair. But you want to be mindful and informed and educated on the things that can increase your risk of having an affair. Because you don't want to fall into an affair and be one of these people who have no idea how you got there. Be informed. So again, the eight risk factors for affairs. One is going through a traumatic event. Two is if you're more introverted, and I'm defining that by you're the type of person that doesn't share all of your thoughts and feelings with your partner. You tend to be more secretive and keep things to yourself. Three is if you have a need for adoration. Four is if you're going through a lot of high stress time in your life. Five is unmet needs in your marriage. Six is if you travel a lot. Seven is alcohol. And eight is if you start sharing emotional distress with another person. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast and be sure to tell your family and friends about it. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com and be sure to follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash drwyattfisher or on Instagram at drwyattfisher. If you believe in this podcast and would like to help me reduce the divorce rate one marriage at a time by keeping it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. There's three options, by the way, to become a supporter. There's the bronze, which is $15 a month, and you get a free t-shirt and a thank you from me on the podcast. There's the silver, which is $30 a month, and you get the bronze benefits plus two free tickets to my next marriage seminar. Then there's the gold, which is $60 a month, and you get the bronze and the silver benefits plus a free 30-minute conversation with me about marriage, with whatever you want to pick my brain about. So if that's you, please consider going to patreon.com if you want to support my mission in reducing the divorce rate, one marriage at a time. Also, if you're happily married, I'd love to have you on the podcast to hear your story so others can learn from you and be inspired. So if that's you, please email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is a living organism. If you care for it, it will thrive. And if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.